When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Buck Sexton Show. We have with us right now Joseph Pinion III. He's a former uh, Republican Senate candidate for the state of New York, and he is also a strategist in all things politics and a man who just knows what time it is right now in politics. Joe, good to see you. Thanks for being with us. Buck, always good to be with you, my friend. How's things going? Um, you know, I'm I'm all right. I'm a little concerned these days about the trajectory of, of the country. So you're in, you're like me. You're a New Yorker. And you know, recently there have been a few things that have been getting a lot of attention in the news. One of them is this incident um, with uh, uh, Neely, right? This individual who was, um, uh, uh, you know, grabbed on the subway, and a Marine uh, put him in a chokehold. The guy had forty-four arrests. He had recently been arrested for punching a woman in the face, an old woman, elderly woman, breaking her nose and her eye socket. Uh, people on the train felt that he was a threat to them, and so they actually cheered on the Marine, or I should say thanked the Marine for intervening at the time. Um, so far, there haven't been charges. Do you think there will be, and what's your read on the whole situation? Well, look, I, I think if we are depending on Alvin Bragg to do the right thing, uh, I think we're going to be holding our breath for a very long time. Uh, certainly, this is a man who has found a way to be on the wrong side of all issues when it comes to the safety and security of the people that call the city of New York home, specifically uh, the borough of Manhattan. I think it's encouraging uh, that you had somebody who was willing to step in. I think that we can all, if we're honest with ourselves, recognize that sometimes we've been walking down the street, uh, seeing a homeless person and wondered to ourselves, is that person sleeping or are they dead? Uh, and conversely, I think if we could imagine somebody that we loved 
on a subway train with somebody acting in a threatening manner, as this young man was, we would hope that somebody would get up. And so in an age when we recognize that so many of us walk past uh, that which should shock our own conscience uh, in a world where people are so quick to pull out a, a camera and start filming rather than actually interject uh, and to de-escalate, uh, that we don't want to create the conditions where people are afraid to act uh, because somebody like this finds themselves uh, in the unforced situation where that action led to a young man's death. And so I think it's reasonable uh, to ask if the length of time that the force was used uh, is something that should be considered as it relates uh, to whether it was a criminal act or an accident. But I think the notion that we have members of Congress using some of the most hyperbolic and divisive language imaginable, uh, calling this a lynching on a New York City subway, uh, just digging up some of the oldest, darkest memories of American folklore. I, I just think it's unconscionable. And I think that hopefully uh, people realize that cooler heads need to prevail and that the hard truth is that the city of New York failed Jordan nearly many, many times uh, before he ever stepped foot on that subway car because people like AOC ran the Amazons out of town to provide for the opportunity. People like AOC decided they wanted to make sure that we didn't have police officers on the subway. Uh, people like Cori Bush, all of these extremists on the far left uh, that has been normalized by mainstream media have set the conditions for everyday people to live in fear and for the people who need government intervention the most uh, to have it time and time again deferred. So, yes, Jordan Neely was failed many times over by the system. That's true. He was arrested 44 times, though. You would think part of that system might in, might involve an incarceration during which he could get um, assistance, psychological treatment, counseling, the things that maybe would allow him to be a more productive and, and stable member of society. But from a policy level, you know, if you had been the senator from New York, I know you went up against Chuck Schumer. I think it's worth noting that you made that race a lot closer than many people anticipated, to your credit. Um, but what should change from a policy side of things? I mean, let's just take New York. I know that people are watching this from all over the country, listening from all over the country. But I think New York can be a an exemplar. You know, it, it can be the place that shows how things could change and turn around so that people feel safe on the subway again, which seems like a reasonable thing to want for everyone. Well, you know, there's an old saying, the person that you are in small things is also the person that you will be uh, in large things. I think the same can be said about a city or a country. And so beyond the subway, we have to start with just everyday reality. Uh, we have to stop allowing crime to pay. Uh, right now, we have elevated the safety and security of the criminals over our responsibility to the common man. Uh, and that is why you see people walking into your local Walgreens and CVS, uh, taking all the toothpaste and the deodorant and the beers and the cookies uh, with indiscriminately. And that might seem like a laughing matter, but it allows a, a level of comfort to develop within uh, those corridors of criminality to the point where, again, then it's no longer the toothpaste, then it becomes the saw at Home Depot, then it becomes the laptop at your local Best Buy, then it becomes the purse of the person you love on the subway. And so we have to start saying, if you do the crime, you must do the time. And we must have DAs, not backed by actual Soros DAs, uh, but people who are backed by the Constitution 
who remember their constitutional oath to uphold the letter of the law in the name of a grateful society. So we have to start by saying that the three most dangerous words ever uttered in modern politics, defund the police, must be put in the dustbin of history. We have to make sure that we are providing more funding for local law enforcement to stem the tide of record uh, retirements from NYPD and police officers all across this country. And they have to know that they have our support to go out there and do the dangerous work work of keeping our community safe. And then beyond that, yes, let's talk about mental health and access uh, to those services. Let's talk about uh, making sure that we have jobs that are available, that are aligned with the skill set of the American worker. But that requires us to partner with business. That requires us to partner with labor, not make an enemy of them, not continue to subscribe to this uh, you know, the myth of equal outcomes that the left tries to proliferate, uh, where we know that everyone can't have great outcomes, but everyone in America should be entitled to equal opportunity. I want to ask you about uh, switching coasts here from New York to California. Uh, Gavin Newsom's latest on the reparations committee that he set up. I'm I'm sure you you saw the news on this one, Joseph. Let's get to that in a second. But first off, for our viewers, I got to say, I want you to have the energy and the focus that you need to get through your day with the absolute best focus, drive, and accomplishment you can. Chalk can help. This is a company that provides all natural supplements that help people restore their energy. It's a daily supplement formulated to, lo- to restore lower testosterone levels in men, and this is so critical because our diets and stress levels are dropping testosterone for men all across the board, all across the country. Chalk's leading ingredient in their male vitality stack has proven to restore 20% of the lower levels in just three months' time. You'll feel the positive effects and experience an energy potential you haven't in a long time. Chalk's products are produced with the highest purity. They are potent and they are impactful. That's why the Male Vitality Stack is so effective. Sign up today to take delivery of your Chalk Male Vitality Stack or any of the products they have available. Go check them out. They have a female Vitality Stack too. Get 35% off any Chalk subscription for life when you use my name, Buck. That's B-U-C-K at the website. Chalk, C-U-C-H-O-Q. C-H-O-Q is the website. Promo code BUCK for 35% off any Chalk subscription. That 35% off is good for the life of the subscription. So it's a great deal. All right, so Joseph, uh, Gavin Newsom, who's like, hey, I just want to do everything that's going to be the most socially just possible. I care so much about minority communities. You know, Gavin Newsom. He has this really important reparations committee that Newsom pulls together and they come out with like, I think it was almost two million dollars a person for, you know, black Americans living in California who have there's a whole they have to sort of prove their background and all this stuff. And the committee came out with this and Gavin Newsom today is like, I totally think that's a great idea. I mean, we're not going to give them the money or anything, but I'm totally with them. Otherwise, Joseph, isn't it about the money? Like, what am I missing? Well, look, I, I think, you know, I, I often, there's that old saying, when the gods wish to punish you, uh, they answer your prayers. And so for a long time, many conservatives, particularly, I think, black conservatives and minority conservatives have been warning people uh, that these virtue signalers on the lift, uh, left, uh, they are willing to promise you anything just as long as it doesn't cost them 
anything. And so, yes, they will form a blue ribbon committee to talk about how America is a systemically racist nation going all the way back to 1619 and that everything that is traditional in this country is somehow rooted uh, in the original sin of this nation. But yet when they actually follow through on these cockamamie policies that they cook up, turns out they don't actually want to pay the piper which is the moolah, the cash money, uh, the cream, dollar dollar bills, all of those things that they think are so important to people's lives. And so I often told people, forget about the dollar figure, focus on what's in the memo line of the check, which is to say that we will never speak of this again. We can empower the next generation by saying, hey, why don't we deal with the fact that in places like New York City, 75% of the black students cannot do math at grade level. That if you go to places like California and even all across New York State, the vast majority of our children are not reading at proficient levels. That there are no less than 15 schools right here in New York City uh, where we have proficiency levels for reading uh, below 20% for minority students. So uh, to me, that sounds like modern Jim Crow in a 2023 era. So to me, those are the things that we should be talking about. The real Jim Crow. Uh, the educational crisis of our generation, uh, the lack of opportunity that people uh, have as a result of being stuck uh, in this, you know, this cycle of doom, what I call the three strands of despair, uh, the actual lack of educational opportunities, which leads to uh, the poverty, which keeps people locked in this cycle of crime that never ends and impacts everyone around us. So yes, uh, again, welcome to reality. Democrats don't care about equal opportunity. They are the originators of the not-in-my-backyard crowd, the NIMBYs, uh, for those keeping score. Uh, as long as they don't have to impact their child's school, their family's comfort, they're happy to give you anything you want on somebody else's dime and somebody else's time. So, Joseph, the mayors of the biggest Democrat cities in the country right now, uh, New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, um, are all black. They're all Democrats. And they control very powerful political systems in, in those respective cities. And it seems to me, I mean, you brought up just uh, the, the reading proficiency or, or lack thereof in, in New York City students, that there's a failure of governance that's very apparent in those cities, particularly over the last three or four years. Um, and that one would think that particularly the black community would be frustrated with the lack of progress that has been made in these cities on on key factors, right? On on economic growth, on um, uh, crime, on education, like just go down the list. But how can anyone expect anything to change anyone for that matter if there's no political accountability, meaning it's just going to be a Democrat replaced with another Democrat like what? What what do you think it would take? I know it's not going to happen quickly. It's not going to happen overnight. And even small breaks in the support would be meaningful. But what would it take for a substantial portion of the black community in your mind in, in the major cities I named or, or any major city for that matter to take a look at a Republican, you know, a Republican who has new ideas for that city? I mean, you ran for Senate in New York. And as I said, you did better. Um, than, than the pollsters were initially giving you credit for. Um, what has to happen to make that that point, uh, that, that, uh, that turning point happen? Uh, we have to show up with our values 
and not our politics as Republicans and conservatives. And so, look, I, we can always talk about how we got in this mess, right? That in a world where many people, particularly minorities, don't think anything in government will improve their lives, they're happy to vote for the person that seems to like them the most, right? And how Democrats effectively have created a scenario where voting for a Republican is not just wrong, uh, voting for a Republican actually makes you a bad person. Uh, yeah. And so I think in that dynamic, uh, yes, voting for uh, the same people uh, and expecting different results doesn't seem like an act of insanity. It seems like a measure of self-preservation. And so how do you combat that as conservatives? Uh, we have to stop talking about things and viewing things through a political prism. We have to show up in the housing complex and say, I'm not here to ask for your vote. I'm here to ask if you'll allow me to test the drinking water because we know that there's lead in it and I'm worried about the state of mind of your children. That I'm here to make sure that the paint on the walls doesn't have uh, lead in it because we know they do. We're here to file reports on the elevators in your building that don't work on your behalf because we know that at the height of the insanity of neglect here in New York City, we had close to 40,000 elevators in New York City public housing that were not working. You know, I remind people we are $40 billion behind with the B on critical upgrades for public housing here in New York City and that we have more people living in public housing in New York City than all of Miami, Florida proper. So that's a real chunk of people. That's real pain and real suffering. And so, yes, we can point to Chicago and we can talk about that suffering, the carnage that it is inflicted on people every single day. But we need more conservatives off the television talking about it and more conservative organizations on the ground walking children to school and walking children from school so that they don't end up with a stray bullet ending their lives and their potential and their dreams. I think that uh, putting, you know, as they all say, faith without deeds, uh, it's dead, right? We have to put our faith in action. And I think that if more conservatives are willing to do that, if more re the Republican Party spent a pittance of the billions of dollars we spend on elections in between the elections, demonstrating sincerity of purpose on critical issues that impact people's everyday lives, I think that is how you show people they can place their trust in us come election day. That is how you see people have that next shift. The first shift, Republicans leaving in mass to vote for Democrats. The next shift, when black people uh, come back from that Democratic Party to re realize they can put their faith in the party of Lincoln once again. I want to ask you uh, in a moment, Joe, to talk to me about the debt ceiling, which I I think is critically important. I can I just tell you my, my frustration with it? Well, you know what? Let, let me hold. Let me hold that for a second. I just want to have a, a word from our sponsor. We'll come back and get into yeah. this in a moment. Uh, born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tulsa Towers Foundation has been honoring America's heroes ever since. The foundation honors fallen and severely injured heroes and their families with mortgage-free homes. This year alone, hundreds of gold star and fallen first responder families with young children and our nation's most severely injured veterans and first responders are receiving homes. More than 500 homeless veterans received housing and services last year, and more than 1,500 are receiving housing and services this year. This coming Memorial Day, all of the brave men and women lost since 9-11 in the War on Terror are having their names read aloud in a Tunnel to Towers ceremony in our nation's capital. Through the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute, the Foundation is educating kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Please help America to never forget its greatest heroes. Join me in donating $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. 
That's T, the number two, T.org. Um, okay, Je- uh, Joe, so here's my thing. We're 30, what is it now, 32 trillion, 33 trillion in debt. Yep. We have a government that seems to think that a decrease in the expected increase in spending is a cut, right? I mean, this is the way that the mentality works. It's, oh, we thought we were going to spend an extra trillion this year above the five or six trillion or whatever it is that they were planning. Um, and now we're going to cut that a little bit. So that's a cut. That's draconian. That's the word they always use, draconian. Um, it's a big deal. But here's my concern. People just now look at this like debt ceiling fight. Republicans make noise. Nothing happens. Democrats get their way. Explain to me if that's true or if it's not true, what's happening now? Well, it certainly has been true to this point. Um, And even if you look at all the things that have led up to this point, I remind people uh, that we got a $1.7 trillion boondoggle uh, that was signed into law uh, before this Republican Congress ever got a chance to be sworn in because Mitch McConnell and 27 other Republicans got together uh, to approve spending that prohibited us from even dealing with the real crisis of the border or deal with the real crisis of spending that this nation has been drunk on for quite some time. So, yes, uh, we have some irresponsible lawmakers down there in D.C., and some of them have an R next to their name. What is the solution? I think, again, exposing the fact that the people yelling MAGA extremists, uh, the Democrats, are the ones who are engaged in extreme brinksmanship. When you look at what Democrats have done, they have gone out there and convinced people Republicans want to cut Medicare and Social Security. Uh, I think, to uh, the part of the speaker, Speaker McCarthy, came out with a plan that does not touch either one of those entitlements for better and for worse. But now Democrats have a choice. They can be the people they said they are. Right. As Joe Biden said that he was uh, quoting the words of Lincoln, his whole soul was in it to unite this country. He could barely be bothered to meet with the Speaker of the House. He is up in New York raising money. Uh, to ensure that he can do what he needs to do uh, to stay in power, whereas the veracity of the American dollar is under threat. So, yes, I think Republicans need to stick to their guns. I think we need to be clear on message. We are not here to tank the American dollar. We are here to do what any family does when the credit card bill comes in too high. Come up with a plan to figure out how the next credit card bill is something that we can actually manage. If the president can't get along with that, then perhaps the American people need to reconsider who we send to sit down there at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. I, I, don't you think it was a little bit uh, more truth than Corinne Jean-Pierre intended when she said something along the lines of, you know, if you have a car payment, you're expected to make a car payment. It's like, well, we're a country that can afford, you know, uh, you know, a, a Toyota Corolla and we're rolling around in a Land Cruiser. Month after month, right? So that's not good. So so by opening it up to the, oh, think about this as if you're an individual. Yeah, we have a government with a spending problem the same way that if you had an individual who was spending $10,000 a month on on their credit card that they then just leave and and pay the interest off of, uh, you got a big problem. Right. Absolutely. I mean, look, if you have a spouse that runs up a credit card bill, uh, you're not going to deny payment and throw them to, uh, you know, to the creditors. Right. You're probably going to pay the bill, but you're certainly going to have a conversation about the type of expenses that will be approved 
moving forward and how that card would be used. So I just think, again, this is the type of nonsensical fear-mongering that we can expect from people that bang a table and talk about the integrity of our nation, our institutions. And meanwhile, what we haven't even talked about is the fact that it's become glaringly obvious to anyone paying attention that the person leading that party is probably compromised uh, because of all the stuff that's come out with Hunter Biden, the visits to the White House by his business partners while his father uh, had energy under his purview and they were trying to get energy contracts from foreign nations that hate us. So again, up is down, left is right, and this administration, under the leadership of Joe Biden or lack thereof, uh, has driven America to the brink. On many, Joe, let's many get back. Let's get back to that on the Biden, the Biden crime family and the web of corruption. Uh, let's ho- hold that thought for one second. Recently, Virginia's Bluefield University was hit with ransomware. Attackers hacked into the university's computer systems and got a lot of data. That included admissions data from thousands of students that they could leak easily to a dark web blog. If the college did not pay the ransom, the hackers were demanding ransomware can happen anywhere and you need to be prepared. The best protection against ransomware is to have a reliable data backup. You need iDrive to protect your critical data. They provide you a safe and secure way to have a data backup on servers that only you can access with your encrypted key. iDrive is PC Magazine Editor's Choice Award winner eight years in a row for the best cloud backup solution for consumers and businesses. Back up all of your PCs, Mac servers, and mobile devices into one account for one cost. Once you back up with iDrive, if you're attacked with a ransomware demand, you can access your data iDrive and do so with uh, quickly eliminating downtime. iDrive.com is the for the easiest, secure cloud backup solution. Plans start at less than $7 a month. Use my name, Buck, to get 90% off your first year. Such a great value for this peace of mind iDrive, that's I the letter, drive.com. Make sure you use promo code BUCK and you'll get 90% off your first year. So just sign up for this. Have it. You need to have this kind of peace in mind. Mr. Joe Pinion, is Mr. Hunter Biden, in your estimation, going to prison? I think Hunter Biden will go to prison. I think that when the history books are written, Uh, Joe Biden will go down as arguably uh, the most corrupt president of the modern era. You have to remember uh, that this is a man in Hunter Biden uh, who we now know that his senior business partner uh, met with senior aides to his father, then the vice president, 14 times. We know that other business associates met with members of the White House 80 times. Looks like corruption, smells like corruption, but maybe it's not corruption. But wait, there's more. We now have the emails that show exactly why they wanted, not only wanted, but needed those meetings. The fact that they said, hey, we need to get some FaceTime with your father. If we're able to get these meetings with the aides, then they will release the bonds. Well, there is a word for that. In fact, Democrats, uh, namely people like Jerry Nadler and Adam Schiff, spent a great deal of time educating the American public on that word. It's called quid pro quo, right? It means that they are going to try to get something in exchange for this unholy dance that they've been engaging in. And so it's quite clear that we can't say for certain if the president himself is the big guy in question. But we do know for sure that his son was using his name and then using the access that his last name provided in order to get material benefit for himself and his family members. 
So that to me seems undeniable. The fact that they haven't seen any indictments on that is comical at this point, but it's also quite dangerous when you consider that we're not just talking about somebody that runs a family restaurant. We're talking about somebody who was a heartbeat away from the presidency, whose purview was the energy policy for the United States of America, while his son was trying to get deals in many ways that contravened the energy policies and interests of the United States of America. It is an unholy cabal that we have to get to the bottom of, that we can't stop beating the drum on, because it's bigger than Biden, it's bigger than President Trump, it is the sovereignty of this great nation that we love, and if we allow that to come into question, we don't have a country anymore. Joe, I think you see these issues uh, with a very uh, sober mind, if you will, a very clear and straightforward approach, and so I, I have to also ask you, do you think that they are going to bring federal criminal charges against Donald Trump? And do you think they would be willing to even try to lock him up in prison as he's running? Well, look, I mean, we've already seen that there's uh, no lengths they won't go to uh, to try to beat President Trump. We've seen from voters they're willing to cut off their nose and spite their face if it means they can beat President Trump. We've seen from Democrats they'll uh, contort themselves all kinds of ways. Uh, I mean, this latest, uh, I guess, liability of sexual assault in this New York City case against the President Trump was in many ways disgraceful. I mean, look, I, I, you have to start with the fact that the plaintiff could not decipher whether it was the fall of 95 or the spring of 1996. And then when you contrast that with the fact that they have completely ignored arguably more credible and people with more contemporaneous confirmation like Tara Reid did against Joe Biden. This notion that they are in the all women are to be believed tent is laughable. Uh, when you factor in the fact that that lawsuit was paid for by somebody, uh, the founder of LinkedIn, uh, then you have to start asking if the lawsuit had any integrity to begin with. And so it comes to the end when there is no integrity in many of the attacks that they lay at the feet of President Trump. And so we just have to dig in here uh, for the long haul because this is going to be the ugliest, nastiest, most contentious fight for the presidency we have ever seen, I think, in the history of this nation. Spare no election. So uh, look, uh, conservatives, patriots out there, uh, do what you can, when you can, uh, because the disinformation is going to be flying. It's not going to be about what comes out of the mouths of Republicans. It's going to be about the silence of the media in the face of the obvious corruption on the other side of this ledger. Joseph Pinion III, everybody, my friend, and hopefully a future contender for the United States Senate again, Joe. I know it took a lot out of you the first time, but you had a good run, and we'd love to see you go the distance uh, the next time. So I've, I'm, I'm putting my money on you. Anything you want to tell everybody about where to follow your work or anything you got planned? Look, man, they just got to stay tuned. Obviously, they can follow me on Twitter, Joseph Pinion, one word. They can find me on Instagram, I am Joe Pinion. Find me on uh, Getter and Truth, Joe Pinion, one word. But look, man, we've got a state to save. We've got a country to turn around. Uh, we've got to make sure we have Republicans down in D.C. who are doing the people's bidding uh, and not the bidding of the special interest, the status quo that gets us nowhere. So, look, we haven't even talked about the digital uh, crypto coming out of D.C., FedCoin, uh, which, again, imperils the future of this nation, the sovereignty of this nation, but more importantly, the privacy 
of our citizens, those sacred rights. So a lot of work to do, a lot of challenges ahead, uh, but that's why it's more important to be a stalwart of this great republic today than ever before. Joe, thanks so much for your time, my friend. We'll talk soon. God bless. Talk to you, my friend. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. He served our nation for over seven years before he was severely injured during training. He was paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Tunnel to Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel to Towers helped severely injured service members and first responders, as well as Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders. It's already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer.